재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Yes, welcome to In The Know, our regular Wednesday segment where we take you all around Korea and introduce you to different uh, districts, towns, counties, cities, locations where there's plenty of history, mythology and stories to be told. And today we're dealing with a very beautiful place with uh, plenty of tales. It's Danyang in Chungcheongbukdo. That's right. Uh, it takes about two hours from Seoul going over to North Chungcheong province. Uh, the area is around 781.07 kilometers squared. It's huge. Uh, you can tell how huge it is because it's around 180 kilometers squared larger than Seoul, but there's only around 35,000 people living in the area. So, of course, it's not a huge city. Um, I mean, it is a big city, but not population-wise huge city where you can enjoy a fancy city life, but it still has the breathtaking nature that can't be found in any other region. Absolutely. And uh, it was been famous for its natural beauty for a long time. Back in the Chosun dynasty, scholars uh, known as Sombi at that time spent their free time visiting uh, scenic spots around the country. And when they arrived at a an especially beautiful location. They would write poetry and draw mountains and trees. And it was here in Danyang where they did a lot of that. And nature has been preserved. So if you're looking for somewhere beautiful to go this summer, then Danyang may be the place to go. And you can learn all about the mythology and the history of the area. Sure, I guess it's a place that really invites uh, art to be made, to be told as well. I think lots of places have beautiful attractions when it comes to uh, buildings and architecture. But this place... I mean, knowing the story will make you want to go there even more. So there is the Ondal Cave. And what's what's that special about a cave? You're right. I mean, it's dark, it's cold, it's wet, it's cool. I love it. I love dark, cold, wet caves in summer. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. It's definitely refreshing. But this cave is all the more special. It's located underground at the foot of Songsan Mountain. Uh, it's got a natural limestone cave that is estimated to have begun forming around uh, 450 million years ago. So it's a total of 760 meters long. It's a cave that covers an area of 350,000 square meters. I never knew it could go that big. It's huge. So the average temperature of the cave maintains 14 degrees Celsius, perfect for summer, uh, and 16 degrees Celsius in winter, making it a perfect all-year-round attraction. It's warmer in the winter. Can I live there? Cooler in the can summer. I, can, can we set up, can we do the show from there? No air conditioning, a little bit of heating, but I mean, you could drink some hot tea and make it worthwhile, you know what I mean? Uh, sure, but what's interesting is where it got its name. So, Ondal. Uh, has nothing to do with its amazing nature. Undal is actually a man's name who lived in the Koguryo kingdom, which existed around 37 BC to 668 AD. So he was from a very poor family and was well known for his foolishness and even King Pyongwon knew about him. Yeah, I guess so. So every time his daughter Princess Pyongang cried and moaned and whined, the king, King Pyongwon shouted, I will marry you off to Ondal the Fool if you keep crying, just to make her stop. Unfortunately, young Pyongang princess thought her father was serious and really meant it and left the palace to marry Ondal when she was only 16 years old. I'll show you, Dad, I'm going to go and marry that fool. <laughs> and she she did. This this actually happened. She taught, she she, she met him, she, she married him, she taught him how to read, she paid for his education, she gave him professional training in the martial arts. And uh, this cave, this Ondal cave, is where he actually trained himself. He actually become, uh, became, a, uh, well, an outstanding soldier. He won an annual martial arts competition and was finally recognised... Uh, 
as the son-in-law of the king. And uh, situated on the top of the mountain peak to the left of the cave is Ondal Sansung, fortress where Ondal reportedly died during a war. So he's a real person in history, but now this sort of this story about him has grown up and uh, everybody knows about Ondal. That's right. So there is now uh, an annual Ondal Culture Festival held every October around Ondal Cave and Ondal Sansung Fortress in memory of the legendary love story between Ondal and Princess uh, Pyongang. It's an amazing story that which makes me want to go and visit this cave and see what it's all about. But this is not all. Oh no, there is much more than that. There are more scenic wonders to behold. In fact, there are the Danyang Palgyang, the eight scenic wonders of Danyang, which were visited many times by numerous, numerous scholars during the Chosun period. The most famous of them is the Dodam Sambong, which literally means island, pond, and three peaks. And when you go there, you'll see why, because you'll be able to meet three tall rocks standing in the middle of Nam Hankang River. Now, among these three, the biggest rock is called Husband Peak. Mm-hmm. On the right side is Wife Peak. Right. And on the left side is Concubine Peak. What? Uh, yes, and uh, there's a legend that goes along as to why these peaks got their names. So a long time ago, there lived a couple who loved each other a lot, but they had no children. Again, going back to the decreasing birth rate we talked about earlier. So they found a very nice woman who was willing to have a baby for them. However, once she got pregnant, the man started to ignore his wife, and the concubine also mistreated the original wife and became very arrogant, and eventually the original wife became the odd one out. (sighs) So the gods were watching everything and decided to turn them all into rocks so they'd have to stay next to each other forever. But if you take a closer look, the wife rock looks as if she's actually turning her back on the husband rock, while the husband rock and the concubine rock are looking each other in the eye. This is, this is not... Why is, why is the wife being punished as well? I, I, I don't know. Ask the gods. My goodness. It's not, nothing to do with me, man. But it's a very scandalous <laughs> story that attracts a lot many uh, visitors around the world every year. Uh, and of course, this is not all. They have the Kuinsa Temple. Now, Kuinsa is a temple uh, wondrously located on Sobeksan Mountain. And unlike the other temples in Korea, this one, Kuinsa, dates back to only 1945 when the Chante Order, which is one of schools of Buddhism, was re- Established by the Grand Patriarch Sangwar Wongak. Sangwar Wongak originally, uh, Kuinsa Temple was nothing more than just, you know, a hut, a thatched hut. But okay. after time, more and more people started to to gather here and and learn Sangwar Wongak's enlightenment. And it now has around fifty buildings, most of them being built in modern style from concrete with opulent decoration. But still, nonetheless, a very uh, a significant part of history, modern history. Yes. And Kuinsa Temple is actually the headquarters to the Chante Order, which administers over 140 temples and 2 million practitioners. And even though it uh, has a relatively short history uh, and everything is shiny and new, it is still worth visiting as the Kuinsa Temple is the head temple of the Chante Order and it's got beautiful nature surrounding it as well. So it's definitely some place to go to. I didn't even hear about this place before today, Tanyang. Yeah, oh, I, I went a long time ago. I think about 13, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the Dodam Sambong, oh, the, wow. uh, the husband, wife and concubine peaks. Um, because they are astonishing. They're huge mm-hmm. and they are absolutely beautiful. I would highly recommend it. Certainly uh, one of the most fantastic and beautiful places to visit in summer. Sure. I've been to Tamyang, but not Tanyang. Well, now's the time. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what you find in Damyang? Bamboo. Here's Bamboogie.